Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Matthew chapter 28, the first gospel, verses 19 and 20. And we want to mush them all together, so it's two verses for the price of one. Jesus said, Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And with the help of the Lord, I would like to preach on the thought of a message. Vaya con Dios. I said, preacher, I don't speak Spanish. I'll explain it, okay? Vaya con Dios, or go with God. Brother Jonas, would you, sir, ask the Lord's blessings? Our Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity you gave us to be here. God, don't let us live empty. Give us your spirit. We can go around the world to do disciple for you, God. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Vaya con Dios. So... There was an announcement given. You know how they give announcements? At the end of the service, there will immediately be a meeting of the church board, announced the pastor. So at the close of service, the church board, you know, all of the, the bishops and deacons and all these others, they gathered together in this room. But there was a stranger who kind of just kind of popped up. A visitor who had never attended the church before. And he was just kind of next to the church board, right? And the pastor said, my friend, didn't you understand I announced this is a meeting exclusively for the church board? And the visitor kind of shrugged their shoulders and said, well, after today's sermon, I suppose I'm about as bored as anyone. Who else who came to this meeting? (laughs) There was a storm that was raging on the ship and the captain, he realized that the ship was sinking. So he called out, is there anyone here who knows how to pray? And there was a pastor on the ship. So the pastor kind of, you know, put his chest out and said, Captain, I know how to pray. The captain said, you know how to pray? Pastor said, yes, I'm a pastor of First Church and I'm a man of prayer. And the captain said, good, you pray while the rest of us put on our life jackets because we're one short. (laughs) But really, that's exactly what a pastor is called there for, to pray when we're one short of a life jacket. You know that Jesus, when he was resurrected from the dead, he had a message for his disciples. And the message 
literally is a common Spanish expression. Jesus said for his disciples to go. And then in the next verse, he said, wait a second, I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to come with you. And the Bible said in the preceding two verses, or verse two verses back, it said, all power is given unto me in heaven and down here on earth. So I want you to go. I want you to go with me. And I want you to know that I'm God and I can do everything that you need. So the Bible says we want to look at three things this morning. First of all, <laughs> the word via, go. Have you ever been in a stoplight? You know when you're supposed to go, right? You're supposed to go when the light turns green. No, you're supposed to go after you've been looking on your phone and someone honks at you because you missed the light change. You ever done that? Now, some people, they'll give you a second. Some people, they won't give you 0.7 seconds. No offense, but they must be from New York or something like, where are you going? You know, Macy's up here and the Macy's Day Parade anyway. But, you know, some folks, may, even if you're not looking at your phone, beep, you know, they'll honk at you like, dude, I am looking at the light. Give me a second. I'm like, you know, got to put the foot down a little bit. Well, when preacher, you know, sometimes we do get on our phones, right? We got distracted and you'd be looking around. You know, a lot of times when you come to the house of God, that's what the gospel is. Brethren, the gospel is God honking his horn saying green means go. Because a lot of times we can get distracted with the things of life. There's so many things on the internet. There's so many things to do. The house needs cleaning. The dog has left a deposit on the carpet. You know, so many things. And these little things add up, right? And we forget kind of that we're supposed to go. You know, that the Bible says that, 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 that Christians were given a command to get moving. You know, a lot of times that we can just get stuck in life. It's like, preacher, but I, I have a lot of activity, but do we have progress? Have you ever seen a little, like, hamster, and they're on their wheel, and you're like, oh, wow, what are they doing? They're in this little wheel, and they're just making a lot of activity, and this little wheel is spinning. It ain't going nowhere, right? But they're, they have a lot of effort, man. They're going and moving and moving and moving and moving. But you know what? The gospel's not like that. When Jesus said, he didn't just say, no, reading your Bible's good. Praying is good, but God said, man, I want you to go. I want you to get moving, and I want things in your life to start moving too. You know that when really you take that first step, it's a step of faith. Because you see, God knows that we need to get filled up first before we go. You ever seen that? You, you, you go to a filling station? Like, the, uh, they have gas stations, and they have those little uh, places where you can get a soda when you get your gas, right? Well... Can you imagine someone pushing a car into a gas station because it's out of gas? Just, you know, have you ever had that happen? Run out of gas? <laughs> you know, right? Because your car stops and you find out how heavy your car is. Right? So, we, I don't know if I've run out of gas, but I think I've helped push a car in that for some reason has stopped. So, the hard part is those lips, when you go up that little concrete entrance, it's about one foot, you know, but that elevation is like the highest peak in Florida, right? We don't have mountains here. So you're just going up one foot, and you're like, fine, 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 ah! and you get it over that one, you know, and you're tired, but you know, wouldn't it be something if you went to a filling station with your car, 
Because you needed to get filled up. And you push the car in there. You're, you're sweaty. You're tired. You're down. And then you went in. And you got yourself a soda. You came back out. You took a big long pull of that carbonated beverage of choice. Right? And then you got behind the car. And you began to push it back onto the road. Down the road. Say, preacher, that would be absolutely crazy. But people do that every day when they come to church. They might give in the offering. They might sing a song. But when we come to church, brethren, we don't need a soda. We need to get filled with God. You see, when God said go, he said you don't need to go without the power of God. You see, because getting unstuck requires Jesus Christ working our lives. And I don't know if this is a plain illustration, but you ever seen, you ever seen a child that has to go? <laughs> and they start dancing back and forth, and they, they, you don't even have to teach them, right? It happens with adults, too. Preacher, I can't believe you're sharing that in a gospel sermon. Jesus talked about it. He said, Do ye not yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly? And is cast out into the draft. You know what? That was a potty illustration. So if Jesus can say it, don't write me off yet. Okay? That's what Jesus said. What was he saying? He said people that were eating with unwashed hands weren't spiritual. Now, brethren, it's a blessing to wash your hands. I tell my daughter all the time. Come in from outside. Wash your hands. That's not a spiritual thing. That's a biological thing because we don't want those little things that you can't see to make you sick, okay? But it's not going to make you spiritually sick. Jesus said the problem of spiritual things. It's not about that going. You know, once you go, you feel better because you need to get stuff out that needs to come out. But spiritually, it's the same thing. We're stuck until we get all this stuff out. Now, Jesus said it's not stuff that you put in with unwashing hands. That's going to give you a problem. That's going to stop your life. The things that are going to stop our life, Jesus said, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from where? The heart. Man, that's what the problem is. Uh, one man said the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. And that's really not talking about the pump that's in the middle of our body. It's talking about our mind, the heart of a man, the heart of a woman is right up here. And if we tell ourselves, was it Henry Ford? He said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Because, you know, if we're like, well, there's no, there's no way to do it. We need to be like that little train. I think I can. The train that could, right? I think I can. He said, well, preacher, not by yourself. No, but we need to realize that we need to get the things in our heart worked out so that we can get unstuck and begin to go. The Bible says, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. False witnesses is just lying. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. You know that when our heart is changed, when we come to Jesus Christ, the Bible says that if you confess Jesus Christ with your mouth and believe in your heart, thou shalt 
be saved. For with the heart, that's the center of who I am. Man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, what? Confession is made unto salvation. Your mouth is important. The miracle's right there. If you want to get unstuck in life, you've got to go with God. Vaya means go. I remember I was in an airport in Cairo, in Egypt. And I don't speak Arabic. But if you've ever been to Egypt and... Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a wild place. It was like a carnival in the airport. And one of the things that the people kept saying was, yalla, 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 yalla. And I'm like, you know what? I do not speak Arabic. But I can gather that this means hurry up. <laughs> because people would gesticulate, right? Yalla, yalla, yalla. In Russian, it's boistra, boistra, davai, davai, boistra. You don't even need to ru- speak Russian. You're like, come on, hurry up. What were they saying? Go, 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 let's go, let's go. You know that that's what Jesus is doing every time you come to the house of God. God's like, why don't you lay that sin down and go? Why don't you lay that bitterness down and go? Why don't you lay that depression down and go? You know, if you're depressed, what do you feel like doing? Nothing. <laughs> How do you know? Been depressed. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. I'm not mocking it. I was depressed and I didn't feel like doing nothing. I didn't feel like eating. But man, when we can rise up and let God who rose from the dead, man, if Jesus rose from the dead, then God can resurrect our job. God can resurrect our relationship. God can resurrect everything about us. Brethren, God can even resurrect our car. No, he cannot. What kind of God do we serve? I was in Bible school, and my car didn't start. So, preacher, when you go to Bible school, everything works out. No, everything gets rough, man. <laughs> Things fall apart, it seems. Why? What? Oh, okay. And uh, my car wouldn't start, and I had to go to work. <laughs> Nothing happening, right? What'd you do? I just gave up. God's not real anyway. You know, I believe God will kind of just show what we really think. Okay? So what'd you do? I didn't want to burn my starter out. I'm not a mechanic, but I think I did open the hood and just look around. You ever see a guy do that? Mm Mm-hmm. Just check this hole. I had no idea what I was doing. You know, let me check over here. I didn't know what I was looking for. I'm like an idiot. If someone was like, hey, you looking for the uh, flex capacitor? Yeah. Um... 88.8 88.8 miles an hour. We're going to light speed, right? Like back to, I had no idea. And I think I just put it down and everything looked like it was in the right place, right? <laughs> like a surgeon opening someone up. There's, I think that's the heart. <laughs> and I remember I sat back in my car. Vaya con Dios. And I said, I said, God, I'm going to serve you anyway. I said something like that. You know what, God? Car starts, car doesn't start, I'm going to serve you anyway. And I just started, it started. Right after that, the car started. Say, what happened? I don't know. What were you doing? Man, I was going. You see, because God said go. And I don't have to understand. It's in the car. What happened to that car? Man, that's many cars ago. God had cars go and stop. And what do you do? Go get another car. What happens when that car stops? Go get another car. Maybe an e-car or a Tesla car or a donkey if I have to. But man, I'm going to go. Say, preacher. One time I left my wife at home. Why, preacher? To pray? No, because she didn't get ready fast enough. Anyone ever had that? 
And she's a piano player. <laughs> I'm not knocking it, okay? Don't try this at home, okay, kids? I left. <laughs> so your wife, did she get a divorce? No. Not, no, no, she didn't. You know what she did? The Velezes were driving to church, I think. They saw this, this chick walking down the street. <laughs> what? Her husband left her. She's just going to walk to church. Say, preacher, what you going to do? Go! And you know what? Say, well, did she make it to church? Yes, she got a ride. But you know what? If we just put some effort in our own life, God will begin to come down and he'll bless our efforts. He'll see where our heart is. Because you see, we go with Viacon. You see, that's our secret. That's our secret. It's with. You see, God never saved anyone to be by themselves. You know, after Jesus said, he said, baptizing them. You know what baptism is? It doesn't save you. When the eunuch got baptized, Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, then you can get baptized. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. A baptism is an immersion in water where you go down symbolizing the death and burial, and then you come up symbolizing the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's a symbolic public confession of what you did and what happened in your life. So a baptism shows that I don't just believe. A baptism shows I belong. It says I'm going to I'm going to put my affection with this group of Christians. I'm going to be involved. When church is happening, count me in there. When a situation comes up, I'm going to vote with Jesus. That's what it says. I'm with God. You know, it's a preacher, but I'm like the Lone Ranger. I'm a Lone Ranger Christian. Lone Ranger had Tonto, right? You ever heard about like when Lone Ranger and Tonto, his faithful companion, they were riding over this ridge and they saw hundreds of, of Indian warriors come up over in front of them. And Lone Ranger's like, oh. So they turn to the left. And then they saw hundreds of Indian warriors, Apache warriors come up to the left. And Lone Ranger's like, whoa. So they turned over to the right. And then hundreds came over to the right. And he's like, oh, I don't like retreating. But he turned around and went backwards. And hundreds came up to... His rear, too. And he got his six guns out, and he looked at Tonto, and he said, Tonto, I guess it's, it's just you and me. Tonto looked back and said, What mean we, white man? <laughs> you know, I'm thankful, though, that when you have God, you're a majority. The Bible said, I like reading biographies in a man named Enoch. It says in Genesis, Enoch walked with God. How do you walk with God? You say, God, I'm yours. That's how you start walking with God. And everywhere you go, God, I'm yours at work. God, I'm yours when I go home. When I, when I open the fridge at home, God, I'm yours. When I order at the restaurant, I'm yours. When I go to the movies, I'm yours. God, I'm yours. And God will begin to change everything because you know that, that God is with you. We were, uh, the Bible says, you can read three verses. The Bible says, in the last verse of Enoch's biography, it's Genesis chapter 5 in three verses, 22, 23, 24. It says, and Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. 
So Enoch didn't even have a funeral service. Enoch just left this world and he went right up into glory. And he is the oldest man, not Methuselah. Enoch is yet to die. And he's there. Say, preacher, why is he there? Because he walked with God. You see, when you begin to walk with God, you realize something. With God, Jesus said this, all things are possible. Say, preacher, really? Really? All things are possible with medical coverage. No, all things are possible. I don't have medical coverage. I've shared this before. I went to a pediatric ophthalmologist. The longer the term, the bigger the bill, right? Not the eye doctor. Pediatric is kids. Ophthalmologist is surgeon, right? Kids, eye surgeon. Because my, not a sturgeon, that's a fish, but a surgeon. And so I went there and my daughter got checked out and they billed us a good rate, right? It was pretty good. He gave us a discounted rate. And I was like, whoo. And I don't know what the, I, I still don't know what the full price is. But if you go, tell me, because I, I'm just curious. <laughs> and so we went back because we had to go back. My daughter was facing some eye problems. And I said, what were you going to do? Go with God. <laughs> and we went back and we had all these tests done. And these like, they took a camera and looked at the back of her eyeball. I've, have you ever seen the back of someone's eyeball? It's wild, where you see the, like, the, the optic nerve and everything back there. And uh, I could look in there, and I'm like, whoa. I mean, that's pretty weird. It's like looking at your skeleton or something. So, but that's not free. <laughs> and the, the doctor came in at the end of it. And we had been there several hours, like everybody. Okay, everyone had been there looking at the magazines and, and watching their little TV and everything. And he goes, you know what? You've been here a few hours. No charge. Preacher, that does not happen. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but it did. And that's impossible. Ah, with God, all things are possible. Are you boasting? I have nothing to boast about. But God, I still, I still feel like humble. Like I don't even know if I want to go back because I don't know if he's going to surcharge me for all the things that I really owe. But you know what? I'm humbled because if you just go forward in God, the Bible said he'll meet all of our needs according to Jesus Christ, riches and glory. All of our needs down here, all of our emotional needs, all of our spiritual needs. Brethren, if you want to start moving your life, go with God. Someone said, are things going your way, preacher? I said, nope, I'm going God's way. <laughs> you know, have you ever rubbed the cat backwards? They love it, right? You want to find out if your cat has claws? Pet it backwards, okay, from the tail to the head. And if they don't have any claws, you'll find out how sharp their teeth are, right? They do not like that. So a preacher, people rub me the wrong way all the time. Why don't you turn around? Ooh, every time I come to church. God rubs me the wrong way. You know what? If you don't like being rubbed the wrong way, turn around and go God's way. Then they will rub you the right way. Sometimes I come to church and God fires me up and he's like, man, I don't like to hear that. But I'm glad that someone told me what I needed. I'm glad that someone, someone told me I needed to repent of my sin. I'm glad that someone told me that I needed to have my relationships right and my mind right. Why? Because with God, all things are possible and God can do a miracle. With Jesus, all things are possible. He told that young lady, Mary, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. That's what Gabriel said. And Mary said, I like this. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me 
according to thy word. You know what she said? Amen. She's like, preacher, I want it. I want one of those. I want one of those miracles. I want one of those blessings. Well, the last thing you need then is simply Dios. Because you see that God is not just a word. That Jesus Christ in heaven reconciled men and women unto himself. That he would go with us always. That he would go with us not in the church service only, but on the way home from the church service. Say, brethren, uh, how am I supposed to be a witness? Just go with God. That you'll take God into the Hallmark store and take God into the, to the, to the Mexican restaurant or the Chinese restaurant. You'll take God with you. And wherever God goes, anything's possible. You see, and wherever God goes, my wife comes to the piano, we are free to go. You see, the thing about Christianity is that God makes you free. He that hath the Son hath life. And if the Son make you free, the Bible said, brethren, you can go. You're free. So if I'm guilty, all these other people, I don't want to feel guilty anymore. I live that life. I want to be free. Preacher, what do I need to do to be free? You just need to go. And the first thing you need to do is just take a step of faith and say, God, my life needs to get some traction. You know, if you're in the mud, you can have tires. You can have a transmission, engine. If you got no tread on your tires, you're just going to spin out. Ooh, you need to get some traction where you actually begin to move forward. Get some activity in your life. It's a step to say, Jesus, I want to begin to go. I want to begin to take a step forward in God. I want to leave my shame and I want to leave my guilt and I want to leave my old life. And maybe you're just discouraged because it seems like nobody's listening to God. Let me tell you, people listen when you tell them. When you invite someone to church, people listen. They might not respond right away, but let me tell you, when I needed Jesus Christ, I was right there. And all someone had to do is invite me to church. I'm proof. I'm living proof. It was just a simple invitation. No doctrine. No quoting. Just like, hey, you want to come to church? And I'm like, yeah. Why? I need to go. My life in sin wasn't, wasn't I wasn't a good sinner. You know, I, was, I wasn't having fun. I need something. I need some peace in my life. I needed some joy in my life. And you know what? I went to church. And you know, the preacher, I don't remember where he said, but I took a step of faith. And I invited Christ into my life because I need to vaya con Dios. I need to go with God. And then when church is over, and I'm not trying to speak Spanish to be cool, but it's something that English people understand or uh, English-speaking people. When you, when you say goodbye in French, it's adieu, right? Is that also German? Adieu. Adieu. You can see it in French? Au revoir. Adieu is what I'm looking for because it's with God. And the Spanish-speaking is adios. So, oh, you mean goodbye? No, listen. Ah, Dios, with God. When you say goodbye, you're saying, hey, go with God. Because you're leaving my presence, but you need to go with God. Jesus said, I'm with you. He's the ah, Dios that we go with, right? He's the God that said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to be with you in the doctor's office. Say, preacher, you're going to be with me on my deathbed. Man, with Jesus, it's not a deathbed, it's a lifebed. Because as soon as I am absent from the body... I don't know if I'm just going to be sitting there in my mansion or where I'm going to appear, but to be absent from the body, one thing it says for sure, because he'll never leave me, is to be present with who? 
All I know is I'll be present with Jesus. I'll never, I'll, never, I'll never have to be apart from his fellowship. I'll never have to be apart from his love. I'll never have to be apart from his power. And wherever I'm going to wind up in eternity, I want to be with Jesus. Where is it? On the outskirts of the gate? No, I'm going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And I'm going to be in the middle of his courts with praise. And I'm going to be thankful unto him with heads bowed and eyes closed in reverence to the Lord. These altars are open. The first step is a step of faith. God, I need to go. I need to move. My life needs to move. I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. These altars are a place where you can just take a step and say, God, I'm coming forward. Say, preacher, but I'm a Christian. Yes, but is your life moving or is it stuck? You can go forward in God. Via con with. You don't have to travel alone. God will give you not only his spirit, but God will give you traveling companions. He'll put you part of a body of believers that will encourage and love and edify, build you up. And the last thing is Dios. Dios, God. And that's the one that we're going to cry out to. That's the one we need. And that's the one who died that his blood would pay in full any price of sin. That's the real cause of your strife and the real cause of your struggle. And God will just forgive it. Why? Because he's God and because he can and because he paid on the cross and because he loves you more than you could even understand. Let's find a place to pray. You can pray there at your chairs. These altars are a place. They're a meeting place. In the Old Testament, they were a place where a sacrifice was placed. Well, they're a place in the New Testament. It looks like a bench, but it's a place where we can come you can lay a burden down. You can lay a heartbreak from the past down. You can lay a misunderstanding that you had down. It doesn't need to hold you back anymore because he came to set you free, to set you going forward, to set you free with joy, to set you free and to take you through some things that only God can take you through. And brethren, it's an excitement like no roller coaster at SeaWorld when you roll with Jesus Christ and he is awesome and he is faithful and I haven't figured it out but I know that if I go with him he'll never leave me he's faithful to me Father you're faithful Lord we glorify you we preach your word speak to our hearts Lord
crumble.